Hello, thank you for sharing time with me this week on the Fire Up Podcast. I'm your host, Deborah Trapin. Welcome to the sacred space where we share stories, truths, and conversations to help you define and refine your best self. Ditch the senseless hustle, find your focus, and build a life you are fired up to live out loud on purpose and on your own terms. Whether you are building your slice of the kingdom from a couch, car, cubicle, or corner office, the sass and moxie delivered in this podcast will fill your soul tank and empower the courageous, gracious, tenacious, vivacious lioness you are. Today's show features another magnificent moxie chat. The mission of this series is to shine a light on the stories of divine, brilliant leaders who are taking risks, pushing through challenges, and living their best life out loud, on purpose, and on their own terms. Are you ready to open, ignite, and nurture your mind, heart, and soul? Me too. Grab your favorite beverage and let's do this. Hello, friend. I'm so fired up to introduce you to today's guest, Natalie Piles. Natalie is a producer and sound engineer in Salt Lake City, Utah, who loves to create awesome podcasts. She is the fabulous producer of the Fire Up Podcast, too. She graduated from Brigham Young University and excelled in academics, still seeking to learn every single day since then. I just love lifelong learners, don't you? Natalie has been a volunteer teacher in schools in Guatemala and Mexico. She became a middle school Spanish teacher, which she loved, until she hung up her dry erase marker to focus on taking care of the sweetest kids ever. Now, both of her children were born needing multiple surgeries, so managing their health care has been one of her great life challenges. She's learned not to take health or family for granted. Amen, Natalie. Now, she loves to plan vacations, but not necessarily go on vacations. She loves to play catch, read all the books, eat food that contains butter, hello, go hiking, take pictures of rainbows, make up alternative captions for picture books to make her kids laugh, clean in real life, and edit podcasts, which she considers cleaning in virtual life. (laughs) During this chat, Natalie and I talk about everything from the importance of friendship and faith to the advice from the amazing women in our lives. Without further ado, here's Natalie. Welcome to the show, everyone. As you know, today is Democracy Chat, and we have a very special guest in the house today. We have Ms. Natalie Piles, and she is the wizard behind the green curtain of the podcast. Natalie and I recently started working together, as I mentioned in the intro, through Molly, who has also been a past guest. I love how the world connects like that. And she has really, truly helped me take the podcast, not only the sound of the podcast, but the intros, the outros, doing some fun things in the middle. So all of those things that you have noticed that are different and will be different on the show are because of Natalie. Welcome to the show, Natalie. Thanks, Deborah. Thanks for having me. Yay, this is so fun. It's, it's fun to bring the behind the scenes fairies and magicians that work behind the scenes that we rarely get to hear from. So thank you for saying yes. That is a big part of you being on the show is you being brave and confident 
and holding up your moxie and saying yes. <laughs> As you know, because you edit the shows, I love to start with the very first question, which is how do you define success? This is such a good question. So for me, this might be an impossible ask, but this is what I would love. This is what would make me feel happy and make me feel successful. It would be for me to get everything done that I dreamed that I would get done and more that I didn't even dream of getting done and to just remain completely cool and calm throughout the whole thing, then that would be a total win for me because I think about it like this. I feel like it doesn't really matter what amazing thing I accomplish if I lost my cool or got stressed out or panicked, then I feel like I lost. So in order to win, I have to just stay super calm and that's success. All that wrapped together, that's when I feel successful. I love that because you're talking about you feel successful when you show up a certain way, when you show up calm and cool and collected. You know, I, I love the concept of how uh, when we fail at what we're seeking. So when you do have a day where you fall and you get cranky and you yell at the kids or snap with your husband or whatever it might be that you feel like, oh my gosh, there it was, that that's God's way of saying, you're going the wrong way. Like mm -hmm. how you're dealing with this, that emotion that's coming up is very important. It's important not to crush the anger or the frustration or whatever that is that's in you. It's important to listen to it and say, you know, what about this has shaken my calm core? I think that's beautiful. That's a wonderful definition of success. Thank you. Yeah, it helps keep priorities straight because there's nothing worse than accomplishing what you wanted, but not having stayed calm throughout the whole thing. It, it really puts a damper on the achievement. So it's best if I can keep that in mind. Absolutely. Well, we had, I'm trying to remember the guest it was, and I don't want to misstep because it's, it was, it was a personal one. It was something around, um, she was really, one of the habits she was trying to build was around not gossiping. Mm. And it kind of reminds me of that where she would say, if I can go a whole day right now where I'm not talking about someone else, like just simply talking about someone else, it's a huge win. She felt so successful when she got to the end of the day and was like, yes, I talked about ideas, not people. And it wasn't like she was gossiping in a negative way. It's that she had given so much of her time over to talking about what other people were doing and where other people were going. Mm. And it's, there's a parallel there, right? At the end of her day, she might have done amazing things, but because she gave so much energy to something else, for you, it's your emotions. For her, it was another person. It's, it's such a great reminder that where we invest our time, our emotions, our words, it's, it's so powerful. It truly is so powerful. And how, not only how we show up, but that legacy that we leave, right? Even on a daily basis, what will people remember about me from how I behaved today? Ooh, <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty scary some days I could think oh golly I wish I could erase that day mm -hmm. uh, but all in all right the the concept of when you know where you're going and when you know what success means to you it's really easy for you to recognize when you've gone off the path and that's why I believe it's such an important question and it I've gotten all sorts of answers to that right and I think it's so fun when people have that question and 
where they focus in the season they're in. So thank you for sharing that. One of the other things I love to know is the three words that you use to describe yourself and really why you chose those words. So why don't you share with our listeners what those words are and what they mean to you? So for me, my very first word is friendship. I feel like it's so important to me to be a good friend to those around me. Um, I always try to be helpful and thoughtful and sensitive and generous and funny and just be there for the women in my life. And I value their friendship in return so much. It is one of the greatest blessings of my life, the the friendships and the, the strong relationships that I have. And so friendship was my first word. And my second word is steadiness because I am not the fastest learner. I'm not the fastest runner. I'm not the fastest anything, but I am a really good, steady, consistent worker. So I know that my value may not always come from being the fastest, but my value comes from being dependable and steady and even keeled. And so I, I like that about myself. I really do. And my third word is faith because the belief that I have that there's a God who loves me and who has a plan for my life is really at the heart of everything that I do and am because then I can operate and function in a trusting way where I trust that everything's going to work out for my good and trust that everything that happens to me will ultimately be for my good. I guess I'm, I'm grateful I was raised in a family where faith was talked about and I'm glad that I I have that faith now. I, I cherish it. Wow. I love that. I, I feel like I could cry a little with you because I, I agree with so many of the things that you said. And I really want to honor the fact that you spoke love into yourself. You were like, I really love that about myself. Where uh, We live in a world that is all about the est, the fastest, the prettiest, the thinnest, the roundest, <laughs> depending on what you know, group you're in, who has the biggest booty, right? Like it's always sure. got to be best. And I love that you love about yourself who you are and who you were created to be. And I remember this was crazy, probably 30 years ago. I remember being at, it was more like a, not a day camp, but like a retreat. And I was with a bunch of other younger women and the woman who was kind of leading us in our daily practices was like, who are you? Like she was asking everyone, who are you? And, you know, at that age as a teenager, you're like, (laughs) I don't know who I am yet. And it was a, it was a, like a faith based, it wasn't from through my church, but it was something else. And I remember the woman who was leading us, she said, you are a daughter of the creator of the universe. Simply put, that's who you are. Like all these other things, all these other crowns you will wear and sashes and shoes and all this other armor that the world will put around you and tell you this is who you are. At the core, you are the daughter of the creator of the universe. And I will, not, I'll, I will never forget that. Mm. It's one of those things that... Uh, when you have faith, when you're raised in faith, when you choose to lean into faith, whatever that looks like for you, there is such freedom in faith. And I feel like 
that is something we don't talk a lot about in in the faith-based community in particular in the past i feel like there's people coming out now saying that because there's so much hate that's surrounding kind of the the evangelical community mm-hmm. and where there is their their messages are really filled with bitterness in a way that doesn't represent most faith-based people and so i love when guests come on and share what you're sharing and so i really truly appreciate that and i believe that that's what you shared your three words have really spoken into someone and, and changed someone's perspective and that is so powerful natalie so powerful wow so let's move into a couple of things. So as I mentioned, you're a podcast producer, and I know that you, you help podcasters. Like, what kind of podcasts do you love to edit? Like, what's your favorite kind of podcast to edit? The variety is honestly what I love the most because I get to work with entrepreneurs who are, you know, leaders in the dog training industry, and then I get to work with marketers and currency traders. And, and so I've gotten to know a lot of different podcasting communities. And I have to tell you the two most friendly podcasting communities where the listeners are the most engaged and the community is the most supportive are obviously real estate. Real estate has like the most supportive listenership, but also the horror movie podcast community is very close knit and both the real estate podcast community and the horror movie podcast community. Those people just have the best hearts. (laughs) So I love getting to know the different types of people who are listening to podcasts and the different podcasters I work a lot with. Realtors, obviously, and also life coaches and nutritionists. Those are fun for me because I really enjoy listening to the women in those podcast genres who just have so much energy and they're so passionate about what they do. And so I get to learn while I listen, which makes me feel very productive. Yes, which does lean into, you know, one of the things that I love to ask is what's something that people would be surprised to know about you. Now, obviously, you don't have a ton of besties right here sitting in the room with you where you're answering this. People have known your whole life, but what's that thing that when you tell people, they go, what? Are you kidding? That's so not you, Natalie. (laughs) You know, people are always surprised to learn just how much internal worrying I have going on in my brain. I feel like I hide it pretty well. I mean, my husband would disagree. He would say that I don't hide it enough, but I, I hide it pretty well, but I have a lot of worries going on in my head. I try to be very, um, you know, conservative with money and well, smart with money and smart with time and efficient with everything that I do and the way I plan logistics. So I have a lot of worries wrapped up around all of those concepts. And if I were to say even half of those out loud, I would drive my friends and family crazy. So I try to act easygoing. So lots of people think I'm just easygoing, but I'm not. (laughs) You know, that completely supports what you just said about what you love to produce as far as podcasts, right? That, that you love to learn while you're working like that efficiency, right? So, and I really, I truly love that. One of my top five values is mastery, which is the, the combination of efficiency and effectiveness. 
mm-hmm. kind of in the same in the same place, right? And that shows itself in an excellent product on the other side. And so you're speaking my soul language right there when you're saying that. And I think that it's important for people to to hear that it can be in work and in life that we can weave the things that we know are opportunities. We can, like for you, you're saying, oh my gosh, I worry about all these things and I, I want to be efficient and I want to, but you've learned how to actually hone that into a skill and into a career that allows you to be your best and use maybe some of those neuroses <laughs> yeah. to, to help others, right? Like I remember you said one of the first podcasts you edited for me, you were like, oh, I took this and this out. And, and I thought, oh, that's so brilliant. Like I would have never, because what did I say to you? I don't listen to them again like that mm-hmm. because it's very hard for me to listen to my voice. Yeah. And so I listen to it fast. And so I'm sure there are things that I've missed in the past. So having somebody who, who loves to kind of listen and dig in and be part of um, making me look more efficient and more effective and more masterful is such a beautiful thing. And so I think when we start to share what people don't necessarily know about us, it opens a whole new world for us because they're like, oh, I, I've got a way that you can infuse that. I got a way you can channel that sister, <laughs> which yeah. is so much fun. Yeah. I think it's the same theory that you would use behind anything else. Like you want it to look effortless. And so podcasting should, when you're listening to it, it should sound effortless. And I do take a lot of pleasure out of improving something and making it just sound so natural and like it hasn't even been edited at all. So that that's a compliment. Thank you. You're so welcome. Let's talk about advice. You know, I think when we are over 30, and most of the listeners are over 30 in this community, that we love advice. I feel like when we're younger, advice almost makes you feel uncomfortable. It's like, don't tell me what to do. (laughs) I know how to do it best. And I love hearing from my amazing guests, what they consider the best piece or two pieces of advice they've gotten in their lifetime and how they've really used that. So would you be willing to share what the best advice you've ever received is? So the best advice that I ever received came from my mother. I love my mom so much and I look up to her a lot and she taught me to be the change that I want to see. So if there's another person or a situation that I want to be better, then she taught me that it starts with me first, that I have to be happy first and that I have to be loving first. And I've used this advice in lots of different situations, actually, and I I feel like um, I'm still learning different layers of how wise this advice is, but being the change that you want to see is the best tool because not only will it change the other person change the situation down the line. It will change your own heart too. Oh, this is so beautiful. I've talked about this on the show before, but my girlfriends and I were always swapping books. Like, oh gosh, have you read this book? Have you read this mm-hmm. book? Oh my gosh. Well, really, we say, have you heard this book now? <laughs> most of us listen to our books on Audible. Uh, but there's a book called Power of the Praying Wife. Have you ever read this book? No, Power of the Praying Wife. I'll look it up. It's written by a woman. I, I want to say her name is Stormy, but 
One of the most powerful things that I read in that book was how we as, as humans in this, of course, as wives, we tend to pray like, <laughs> change my husband. Mm-hmm. I know it's so true. Change, like change how he reacts to that or like help him, you know, with this yes. procrastination oh, or yes. his whatever it is. Like we're like, please God intercede for me. And she straight up spanks you in this and says, stop praying this way. You need to pray for God to change you. Wow. How you see it, change how you react to it. And he will do what he is going to do. He doesn't need me, the wife saying, hey, I got a list for you. Here it is. Because it's so easy to do that. It's so easy to see (laughs) what someone else needs to fix, right? Mm -hmm. Or in the situation where you are with a person for your whole life, right? In which which we all hope that our spouses are our forever person, our forever bestie, that, you know, we want to really honor that person in how we speak to them, speak about them, how we pray about them and for them. And if we can do it at a higher level, why not? And also release the, the irritation we get in our relationship with God because he's not fixing that procrastination or that, you know, in my case, my husband hums when he eats sometimes. Like if he really loves what he's eating, he kind of hums. And I have, um, <laughs> I have auditory issues. So like I hear him chewing or humming and I'm like, ah, like, God, why did you do this? Why did you put us together? Like, <laughs> I mean, is off the charts. And I, I've learned to say, help me. Like help how I react, help how my body reacts when I hear that. And it is incredible how it's changed. Me, us, him, because he's not getting the stop humming. (laughs) Oh, I love everything about what you just said. And that takes years to learn. Oh my gosh, that's so awesome. I'm going to read that book. Yeah, it's really good. It comes with a little prayer, like a little teeny tiny prayer book that you can put in your handbag or whatever. So like when you're out on the road and you're like, oh, I got some time, you know, instead of pulling out your phone, you can pull out this, this is like a little baby book. It's so cute. Anyways, yes, Stormy O'Martian is her name. And we'll make sure to put that in the show notes because it's a really good, it's a good book. And she does kind of open the kimono a little bit about her husband and his anger issues and what she had to work through. And I love that when we share the messy middle. Oh, yeah. That's where the connection happens, right? Yeah, I read a great marriage advice book last year and passed it around to all of my book club friends, too. And it was called How to Not Hate Your Husband After Kids. And the author, Jancy Dunn, did the best job ever, like getting down to the cultural and genetic traits in men and women that are at the heart of the actual conflicts surrounding forming a modern partnership and then how to move through that into a more positive and healthy functioning way. And she shares a lot of her experiences getting advice from really good therapists and like professional hostage negotiators and stuff like that. Yes, you. Are you tired of wasting your precious time at networking events where your ideal connections are not even in the room? Ready to crush the fear of missing out when you decline an invitation? 
head on over to debertrapin.com slash mini course and sign up from my next free mini moxie course. Once you sign up, it will automatically be delivered to you on launch day 1111. Again, visit debertrapin.com slash mini course and get ready to fire up your networking this holiday season and beyond. And now back to our Moxilicious conversation. Well, and I think that where we take our marriage advice, our relationship advice, our business advice is also very important, right? You know, I know you, uh, you had mentioned if you were to go back to 11 years that you would talk to yourself about like asking for more help, sharing more of the responsibilities. And, and that conversation has been echoed so many times, not only on this podcast, but so many others, so many women carry the lion's share of what happens mm-hmm. inside the home and you add in a financial responsibility and we're overwhelmed and we burn out and we were taught in this world to be so focused on hustle, the hurry, the go, the, the do, 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 instead of the be still. Mm-hmm. Right? Like God's got us and there is so much peace in that. And I did a, an affirmation this year that was I wholeheartedly and intentionally choose peace over pressure. Mm-hmm. And it's so, it, I, I knew that it was going to hit a chord because I know my lionesses, right? But I don't, I don't think I realized what kind of chord it was going to hit with all of the direct messages of, I wish I would have. So I know you, you feel like that's the topic that you would focus on. What would you actually say to yourself, uh, your younger self, when you were giving her that advice? Like, mm. what are those words? <laughs> well, I just remember this one time where I had just had a C-section. My baby was in the NICU. He had just had heart surgery. I was like up in the middle of the night pumping milk. We were staying at a Ronald McDonald house so we could be near the hospital where my baby was in the NICU. And after two weeks recovering from his heart surgery, he was ready to be transferred to a different hospital. So we didn't know it yet, but we were one month into a three-month NICU journey. And it was a good thing that he was making progress. But we also had to check out of the Ronald McDonald house and pack up all of our stuff and get my milk out of the freezer and turn in the lock and do all of these things. And I remember myself just being on the bathroom floor, scrubbing it so that we could check out of the Ronald McDonald house. And I just, that's the memory where I just want to look myself in the eye and say, you shouldn't be the one cleaning the bathroom right now. You could, you have 10 friends you could call and they would come clean this bathroom for you or your husband could clean it for you. Don't try to do everything because then you're going to be spread too thin. And for the next 11 years, you're going to be stressed out and tired and that is not where you need to be putting your energy right now. You have way more important things like your highest and best use is not scrubbing the bathroom floor. So I just feel like we all have those moments where like it's clear now, but it wasn't clear then. That's one of those moments for me. That is so incredibly profound. The conversation that we have with ourselves in those moments, I think is so filled with shame. Like if I ask for help, I'm failing. Like or if I ask for help, that means I, I lose control, right? There's something that we feel like we're going to lose, whether it's our reputation of being somebody who has it all together or 
you know, a, a myriad of things. And I, I really do believe this is something that, that plagues women more than it plagues men. But I think in our society now, the way things are turning, men are starting to feel this way too. Because now they're starting to, these standards that are being set on them for their body and their finances and all that is plastered everywhere, more Mm -hmm. so than they've ever experienced. Because, of course, they didn't have, you know, 100 fashion magazines when they were teenagers, like we did. Mm -hmm. And so I think this conversation is so important to have and, and mentor the next generation, you know, and intentionally mentor the next generation, Natalie, right? Mm -hmm. It's like, where can you make a difference? And I, I was listening to a friend, Molly McKinley's podcast, and it was either her interview with Sue or her interview with Christine. I listened to them both this morning. <laughs> and, the, you know, they're talking about how we mentor, how we seek, how we participate with each other. We have to take the next step. Actually, I think both conversations talked about this, where it's like, We can no longer just cheer each other on, right? We really need to take the next step and say, this is something you have to know. Like, this is something, this isn't an option. If I don't share with you, you're going to learn it the hard way. And I'd rather share it with you, right? And you become that connection that people need. So how do you, I mean, as the behind the scenes, right? You, you produce people's podcasts, but how do you give back like that? How, where's your outlet? Where do you love on the next generation? Because mentoring is not something you do for money. You know, mentoring is something that you do purely out of the goodness of your heart. Yeah, I guess when I'm collaborating on podcast projects or in any other setting, really, I try to model interactions that are completely free of competitiveness. Because we don't need to be in competition with each other to be great at what we do. So I don't ever need to make a point of saying that an idea was mine or that I was right or that someone else had made a mistake. And when someone new is brought in on a project, I don't want to get territorial. You know, like, you know what it feels like to be new. So I try to be their ally. Um, Like, and in little ways too, I show them respect by, um, I guess, like the tone of my emails to them, for example, and I listen to their ideas and then you know, praise them for their good work and also speak positively about them to the other people involved in the project. I mean, I've seen enough different workplace dynamics cycle through this to know that it's the nicest and smartest move. Right. So you have the sympathy, the empathy, and now the wisdom. Yes. Yeah. Combination. (laughs) So let's talk about um, the three people that you'd love to have a meal with. I I can't even tell you how much I love this list. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Well, this answer is going to seriously give away like my love of religion and history and of course, girl time. But the three people I would love to be able to meet are Mary, the mother of Jesus, Joan of Arc and Eve. And I just can't even imagine how many fascinating things I would be able to learn from them. But aren't those women amazing? Yes. So amazing. And, and so incredibly different, right? I mean, <laughs> wow. Let's make a, a, a reservation for that on the other side. Like, hello. <laughs> I really hope that we do get to do that, right? I, I think my own heaven would definitely include lots of, you know, table for four, table for six conversations yeah. with so many of the amazing women who have been in so many stories, 
that I've heard throughout my entire life. And, you know, we'd probably be even more interested in the types of stories that didn't get written down. Yes. And I love it. I think your list is amazing. So thank you for that. All right. So we're getting ready to wrap up. We've got a couple of questions. I'm going to do some of these more rapid fire. So you're going to be like, what? Um, Obviously, I love to hear your one word for the next 12 months. So give us your word and a quick why. Okay. So my word these days is influence. And I think about this concept a lot. I am trying to learn how to have a positive influence on people without actually nagging or teaching or talking or telling anything, but just that the way I am speaks for itself. So there's so much power in that. And also I want to be open to, to receive influence too, you know, so that I can be learning from, from everyone in my life. Well, my dear, that is Jesus. <laughs> you know, I mean, he really, he really taught us that, right? Be an example, be a shining example. And the way he taught was my favorite. I love stories, like the parables. I wish all of them were the Bible, right? Like I wish there was a book of every story that he ever spoke. Oh, yeah. Because I know there's so many that did not make it into this book, Right. Like, I would all, oh, I be, because he was such a masterful storyteller. And I think that is such a beautiful way to walk on this planet is to say, you know, you, I don't need to use my words to show people who I am and who I'm becoming and what I truly want for them because of how I'm living. And I think that ultimately helps you not only attract the people you're meant to serve, but it also helps you attract the people who need to know you and don't know it yet. Mm. Okay. Right? Yeah. That, that I, because I really do believe that our, our souls are magnetic to each other, right? I think that we're, we're not meant to do life alone, right? We were created to be together and to be in community and, you know, two or three are gathered is what is considered a church, a community. And that's by no mistake, right? That it's in the Bible that it says that. And that when we are alone, that's when things bubble up. And when we try to be perfect, that's when things fall apart. And we need people who, as I love to say, speak truth wrapped in grace with sides of sass, moxie, and fire. And that really do help us become our best self. And I love being around people like you, Natalie, who really do you shine your best self in the moment you are in that moment. And I think that's such a beautiful thing. And I'm, I'm so excited to know you. I'm so excited to be able to get to know you better. And I'm excited for what comes next for you. Right. And I know that we really want to get you connected with other women who, and, and of course, men, I'm assuming you produce male podcasts as well. Yeah, sure. <laughs> So all, any human who is interested in having this brilliant, bold soul help you produce your, maybe you have been thinking about doing a podcast, maybe you've got a podcast and you're, you know that it's not where it needs to be. Like, let's get you connected to Natalie. So what's the best way for people to get connected with you? Oh my gosh. Thank you, Deborah. 
So I don't have a website. I just work from referrals. So you can just email me. My email address is natapiles, N-A-T-A-P-Y-L-E-S at gmail.com. And then we can talk about your podcast and collaborate and share ideas and make it happen. Excellent. We'll make sure to put that in the show notes. All right. So are you ready for some rapid fire? I'm ready. (laughs) All right. What is on your nightstand? (laughs) My nightstand is a disaster. I have like a lamp, a whole bunch of colored pencils, like five books, tissues, um, my phone charger, Neosporin. I (laughs) There's not like a free square inch at all. It's it's a disaster. My husband jokes that like I need a full desk as my nightstand. <laughs> and you should have that if that's what you need. <laughs> that's hysterical. I don't I Neosporin, that's a first. Okay. Um what's your favorite movie? Oh, okay. It's a Woody Allen movie and it's called Midnight in Paris. And it is so funny. Have you seen it with Owen Wilson and Rachel McAdams? Yeah. <laughs> That's so great. I'm not, again, a first. Um, do you have a pet? I don't. No, no pets. No pets. What's your biggest pet peeve? Ooh. Okay, so all of my pet peeves revolve around some form of meanness. So I'm just going to say meanness. <laughs> no mean girls. Okay. Um, favorite beverage? Um, orange juice mixed with pineapple juice. Ah, okay. That's exciting. It's almost like Pog in Hawaii. Um, okay, what's, what song is on repeat right now? Um, it's Lover by Taylor Swift. Such a- <laughs> I'm obsessed with it. Are you a, it's Swifty is what they're called? Are you a Swifty? I, I can't actually call myself a Swifty, but I do love, I do really love her music like, a lot. Yeah, she's pretty amazing. Uh, she's done some awesome things for for women in general, no matter what age they are. I, I love her just badassery. She's super fun. Okay, uh, dark chocolate or milk chocolate? Um, can I say semi-sweet right in the middle? You can say whatever you want. It's your rapid fire. Uh, what would you be doing if you weren't doing this? I would be editing. I'd be editing a podcast. <laughs> If you could have any superpower, what would it be? Oh my gosh. I would choose to be psychic. Ooh, okay. That would be interesting. All right. Who would play you in the movie of your life? Oh my goodness. Um, Do you know who I really love is Blake Lively. Yes, I could see that. I could totally see that. Absolutely. Okay. So as you know, I love to ask one final question and that is what does Moxie mean to you? First of all, I love that you have discovered this word and shared it with your community because I totally agree with you. This is such an amazing word. Okay. So when I think about Moxie, I immediately think about my daughter. I have an eight-year-old daughter. She is like at the same time, somehow very feisty and adorable. And she's an unstoppable force of nature. Oh my gosh, she is so ambitious. She's creative. She's fun in like the most genuine way. She's very strong willed. 
And um, my husband and I will just look at each other and we'll be like, how did she just convince us to like do that? She'll, she'll get us to do crazy things. Like um, actually lied. We do have pets. We have two hamsters because of her. So she talked us into getting hamsters. So I need to go back and change my answer to that question. She'll, she'll get us to rearrange the living room furniture. She'll get us to like throw a back to school party for the whole neighborhood. And then she just skips away and she's off hatching her next plan. And so I know a lot about Moxie. I'm currently raising Moxie. She is the boss in our household in the best possible way, but we never use the word bossy in our household because she's amazing. (laughs) All right. This may be my favorite definition of Moxie ever. (laughs) I love the idea that an eight-year-old is the epitome of Moxie in your world. One of the examples I give when I'm talking with women about (laughs) self-talk and how we can be so mean to ourselves. I always say, think of yourself as a seven-year-old, in this case, as an eight-year-old, right? Like with your hands on your hips and you, you are just, you are in your zone at that age. That's right before you start worrying about what everyone thinks. It's right before you start thinking about boys and all of that stuff. But you're still, you like, you are in your flow. Like think about yourself back then and what would you say to her? Like, what is that visual? What does she look like? Would you say that to her now? And, you, and it's so powerful. And I love that now we're all going to have a new visual for an adorable eight-year-old who's filled with moxie, who would not hear us say a word of negativity on the next plan she is hatching, which I think is so hilarious. Oh my goodness. Thank you so much for sharing time with me today. Thank you for speaking such wisdom and love and honor all over this amazing community that we are now building together with your help. So thank you so much, Natalie. Any last bit of advice that you have for our listeners before we say au revoir? Yeah, I would say that podcasting is a great outlet for you to be able to share what you know and speak your truth. And if you want to do that, and you want help with the tedious side of things, or you want some extra help polishing, then hire an editor. Excellent. I love it. All right. So we are done with this show and an amazing conversation. So for those of you who have not hit subscribe, you want to be on this wild ride with us because Natalie is doing some amazing things on the back end, and you just have to be part of it to see it. So sign up give us some stars is it stars it's stars right stars yeah click the stars yeah rate and review this awesome podcast give us five stars that would be the best five stars five stars you heard it here thank you so much for joining us today take care thank you for joining me today for a divine dose of truth wrapped in grace with sides of sass moxie and fire want more information on what we talked about today You'll find the show notes and links over on my website, debratraven.com. Search the podcast title and voila! If you enjoyed the show today, please hit subscribe, click those stars to rate me, and leave a review. Oh, and don't keep the show a secret. Pretty please, share it with your friends too, okay? Lioness, I am praying you enjoy living your best life out loud, on purpose, and on your own terms. As always, keep your eyes open for moments you can engage, 
elevate and empower your world.